not 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 the fact that there's no black people because we know there's black people working in the game industry, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. no there's not enough black people in positions of importance. Message to mm. the point where they can make you know some of these major decisions or interject and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. offer suggestions and corrections because even a game as big as Elden Ring. A game with a budget like Elden Ring, massive game, literally got mm. everything in it, still mm. has four Bonkai Senbon Sakura Kageyoshi. Welcome anime fans to the Super Anime Podcast, where each week we look to entertain, inspire and inform you on all things anime. Whether you're new to anime or a seasoned veteran, we invite you to come listen, share and laugh with us. We hope every episode ignites your attacking spirit and leaves you feeling super. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Let's start the show. Yes, and welcome back to another episode of Super Anime Podcast. Now, listeners, I have a question for you. What happens when you get a bunch of friends talking about everything nerdy? You get the Four Eyes Academia Podcast. Friends who enjoy good old debates about anime, gaming, pop culture, topics and everything in between. In between. And today we have one of their trio. He is the Nintendo loving, Jim Pumpin. Yoshi jumping. Welcome to the show, Chris, aka Crinkster. How are you today, Chris? Not too bad, not too bad. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. So, um, Chris, one thing we do on the show is we like to um, ask people an interesting fact just as an icebreaker. So, if you don't mind, could you tell us an interesting fact about you? Um, an interesting fact? Um, yes. Oh, this is, a bit, this is a bit of a tough one. Uh, probably <laughs> if I, if I keep it gaming related, I mm-hmm. guess, um, so it doesn't have to be by the way, but if you yeah. want to keep yeah. it gaming related, I guess, I guess, I guess an interesting game related one is, um, well, I'm, I'm quite a big Nintendo fanboy, um, just generally on socials and mm-hmm. what I like my favorite games and all sorts, but essentially I became a Nintendo fanboy by accident. Um, I okay. I originally wanted when I was younger. I originally wanted a PlayStation, yeah. and uh, my parents had asked me to point it out in the catalog, and I'd accidentally pointed at an N sixty four, which is a Nintendo, so that's we, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, was, you it, wanted a PlayStation? I, wanted, I get you. I wanted got a you. PlayStation. Yeah, okay, I pointed you. at the wrong yeah. thing because I wasn't. Yeah, I was young. I didn't really know what it looked like, and I just. I think I was so excited, I pointed really fast. So I ended up pointing at the N64. Um, first game I got was GoldenEye. Yeah. Um, and then I got Super Mario 64 and the rest was history. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I was actually going to ask you because um, um, I've listened to the podcast. I was and and um, you've mentioned it quite a few times that you're a Nintendo uh, fanboy. So I was actually going to ask you why Nintendo. So let's just jump to that question. Um, okay, obviously. Well, you've given us you've given us a reason because you pointed out a Nintendo 64 instead of a PlayStation. Um, but was there was there any other reason in terms of other than the fact that obviously GoldenEye and Super Mario 64 were just absolute classics? But is there any reason why you perhaps didn't venture back into the PlayStation world, or were you just hooked from getting those two? Um, I think I think what it is is so obviously the games that came out around that time. I'd played a Super Nintendo, mm. I'd played the N64, played a bit of the NES as well. So generally, yeah. we all know Nintendo makes great first-party titles. There's no doubt about mm. it. Probably the best of any gaming company that's ever existed. Um, but Ooh, what really... claims. I, I, I really think so. I, in in terms claims. of first... I, I agree, to Yeah, fair, in terms of first-party... In terms of first-party... Mm-hmm. Um, first party titles on consoles I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone comes close to Nintendo Um, what it is about the Nintendo consoles and Nintendo games if I take for example a game like um, Ocarina of Time um, so first of all N64 owners were a very small subsection of gamers to begin with most gamers had the Playstation Mm -hmm. but what Mm -hmm. it meant Mm -hmm. is that the people who had these consoles who played you know your ocarina of times your mario 64s mario party um all the big nintendo first party titles they all kind of bounded together because there's something Mm -hmm. that you have in common um it's not um it's not a console that everyone had um but that you you have really deep memories of these games i can remember the first time i was playing um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time I can remember the first time I played Goldeneye hey, listen. Uh, these are very very high quality games that a lot of people at the time the, 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 the majority of people at the time never experienced and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as time passes and the internet age comes in and you know um, gaming is a lot more acceptable in society and now we have the, yeah. the advent of you know YouTube and YouTubers forums it gave people an opportunity to discuss to discuss with people all around the world. And I think just that kind of feeling of having a console or console generation that felt so niche at first be expanded mm-hmm. so much and to see how many people shared that same experience, I think that's what kept me and a lot of other people as major Nintendo fans. Um, obviously now, as you get older, like I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm a fanboy, but I'm more than open to having consoles from you yeah. know different manufacturers. I've got an Xbox, got a PC, got a PlayStation, all of that. Nice. I play whatever, whatever is good and whatever yeah. is interesting. But there's something that so it feels almost homey about playing mm. Nintendo titles. There's just something. I, I feel like there's just a spark of quality that comes and like a touch of care that comes with their games. Most most of the time, anyway. No, no, I I agree. I, look, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I, I think my first console was the NES, and then the Super NES and all that stuff. Mm. I think I think on the Super NES, um, the Super Nintendo, I played Street Fighter. Right. Um, I think that was the one that came out with Blanca and Chun Chun Li. Yeah. Um, if I'm right, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like my first 
my first gateway into it. Um, but you know what I like about Nintendo games is they're timeless. Yes. You can pick up an N64, maybe I'm stretching it here a bit, but you can pick up most Nintendo games yes. and not worry about the graphics or mm. um, anything like that because the way they do it, the style they do it, mm. it's not like, it's not too dated. Not get me wrong, of course, yeah. you might get a bit of blocky in Ocarina of Time and uh, Smash Brothers and so on and so forth, but... Like you mentioned, I think there is an element of care that gets taken into consideration when they're creating those first party titles. I agree. Um, so I, I, I definitely agree with that. And it wasn't, it, it was just more so, I don't know if it was more so because of age, because they, it does center a bit more around the young adult preteen kind of, and from my experience anyway, the games that they have. Um, of course, when I was a kid, Mario Party, Super Mario Kart, all these were games of course GoldenEye was a bit violent in that sense but I think the likes of PlayStation and Xbox targeted the older demographic yeah. as it were yeah so I think as I got naturally got older I kind of I still bought I've still got every Nintendo console that has ever come out but I rarely play those right now I just uh, I play Xbox and um, I was one of those ones I refused to buy a PlayStation yeah same here um, I was one of those. <laughs> I've never bought a PlayStation my brother did my mum got me my first PS1 but um unless they want to sponsor us <laughs> i haven't bought a playstation as of yet um, i'm a microsoft guy but that that's just me yeah. i know a lot of people will probably be listening to this thinking what cancelled <laughs> but you know it is what it is mm. um another kind of warm-up question i appreciate we just dumped jump deep in um deep into the end in terms of gaming but another warm-up question is if you could cosplay as any character who would you cosplay as uh cosplay um oh it's a tough one uh, if I was to cosplay, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm one of those people. I'd prefer to cosplay as a black character. So, mm -hmm. if I was gonna cosplay, um, it would probably be either Afro Samurai or mm -hmm. or or Killer B from Naruto. Yeah, one of the Killer one of the B two, one one mm. of the two of those guys. How and then yourself? there's also, uh, for me, um, I don't really cosplay, but if, I think the, the the closest I've come to cosplay is when I and it was it was more so outside of anime. Mm. I did the whole um, Jim Carrey mask costume. Oh, so right. I got the whole yellow <laughs> outfit, painted my my set my face green. Um, so that's that's the that's the most I've gone to cosplay. But I think from an anime perspective, there's a few. Uh, I think. Naruto, just because the outfit, yeah. um, the orange outfit. Um, the guy from Fire Force, the black guy, what's his name again? Um, ah, it's really annoying. He's got a Nigerian as well. name as well. Yeah. I, know you, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would cosplay him. Um, I'm, I'm a simple guy, man. I, I know, although his one, you'd have to put all the, the different lines on your body and so on and yeah. so forth. But typically i'm just a simple guy just give me the costume and and none of the face paint and all that yeah. I've, I've never actually done any cosplay before oh yeah yeah i mean i'm again i'm like you it's, it's, it's an effort but I, that's yeah. why i always i always big up people who do the cosplay and there's yeah. some incredible cosplays when it's you impressive. go to like mcm yeah very impressive so big up to you guys um halloween um at, at the time we're recording this coming so i was yeah. trying to see if i can find something but yeah um probably those those two uh but it changes from time to time so i guess i have to ask and I, i'm sure you've said this a million times but 
for our new viewers uh, or new viewers, but our new um, for our listeners who are you're new to in terms of the audience. What is your anime story? How did you get into anime? What is your origin? Um, so I think mine is is quite simple. So growing up, as most kids do, I always liked cartoons. I was always big on animation and mm. all sorts. And um, when I was young, I'd literally watch whatever was on TV. I'd watch as much TV as possible, cartoons, everything. And I think one day, um, I must have been about, I must have been about six, five or six. Um, one of my older family friends has told me about something called Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Um, he said, this is like the best show. You've definitely not seen it. It's Japanese. It's this and that. He was hyping it up. So I already had an idea of what it was in my head. Um, I didn't have Sky Digital at the time, so I didn't have access mm. to watching it when it came, first came out. But I was always thinking about what is this show like? I used to, anytime I could get on the internet, I'd get on, I'd try and look at pictures and stuff, but I never got an opportunity to watch it. And then um, I think like a year later, I got, I got a chance and an opportunity to watch it. And I was literally obsessed with it. I was obsessed to the <laughs> point of re-watching as many episodes as I can watching everything mm. that was to do with with Dragon Ball Z buying Dragon Ball Z cards everything mm. the figurines um, so that was my introduction into it obviously from there that's that's like a basic introduction a lot of people from yeah. the UK have it's Dragon Ball Z um, and then you know they kind of pivot over to different um, you know animations that are, are, are geared towards kids you know your Yu-Gi-Oh's your Beyblades mm. um, even stuff like Zoids, Monster Rancher yeah. Zoids yeah, yeah exactly um, when I actively started looking so maybe I, th- I think I was about um, I, I think I was in year 6 so I was about 11 years old and um, this was like right at the hype of like torrenting so mm. IRC, um, your lime wires, all of that. Lime wire. <laughs> so, I used to go and try and download episodes of whatever I could, and I remember stumbling. Allegedly, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, allegedly. I mean, no, torrent, torrent is fine. Torrent is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these yeah. were royalty-free um, torrents, <laughs> but yeah. I stumbled across. Uh, I stumbled across um, a Naruto torrent. Allegedly, um, and I downloaded <laughs> it, and it was like a random episode. It was like maybe, um, maybe like episode thirteen or something, something crazy. And mm. um, I remember it had um, Hinata in it, Naruto. I can't remember exactly what they were doing, but I remember watching it, thinking, "Wow, this is this is amazing. This is like the best thing I've ever seen. I love the way they they're running. I love." The way they 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 use their their moves and all sorts. Mm. So I started finding more and more episodes, watching it, trying to download them in order. Back then, you might be able to find episode one to three, and then episode six is completely scrubbed off the internet, and then you can download seven. It was really hard back then. But this was yeah. probably um, this was before YouTube, mm. so it was it, it, it was it was difficult. Um, 
And then I started downloading different anime. I remember downloading an anime called Read or Die. I remember downloading um, Outlaw Star. I remember mm. downloading all the um, uh, Basilisk. All these yeah, very, very, very niche kind of Roroni Kenshi. Um, all of them I remember just downloading them and just being obsessed to the point where it was literally all I was watching a lot of people when I speak to them about how they started watching anime and speaking to friends about it they often say you know some people have told me they got bullied for it some people have told me that they they've hid it from their family and friends because they thought it was weird I never experienced that never experienced that at all um a lot of my family friends were all into, into into it as much as I was. I used to go to school and talk about it to my friends, and there was never a problem. To my knowledge, I never remember anyone getting bullied for anime mm. or manga. So it was quite an easy road for me. Um, and you know how it is. So the link between gaming gaming fans and anime fans you know, is very, very short. Yeah. Very, very yeah, closely yeah, yeah. interlinked. So between the two things it just created like a subsection of, of friends um i met a lot of people so speaking to them about what they watched um mm. what they played and you know i just started discovering more and more stuff and i think it was when i got to i think um i must have gotten i read up to i watched up to the time skip in naruto okay. and there was a bit of a break. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, uh, before Shippuden, there was a bit yep. of a break and it was just full of filler, loads and loads of filler yeah. for a long time. I remember it was a really, yeah. really long time and everyone was just trying to predict when Shippuden was finally going to release and all mm-hmm. sorts. Um, and I just couldn't wait. So I started reading the manga. That was, that was the first time I'd ever mm. actively started reading manga. And that that created a whole new opened a whole new world to me. <laughs> so I started reading Naruto manga, caught up to Naruto, started reading uh, Bleach. Then I started reading mm. like Soul Eater, started reading Berserk, started reading all sorts. Um, mm. Just beca- One Piece, even just because I wanted to catch up, and I just was so impatient. Um, but yeah, that's that's essentially how it went for me. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. There's a lot to unpack there. I think uh, it's great to hear that, you know, you had a, a quote unquote smooth road regarding, mm. you know, your anime journey. Um, I think for me, um, other than outside of Dragon Ball Z, if you said you watched anime, it was kind of like your, I don't want to use that term, but do you know what the term I'm talking mm-hmm. about? They would say it and then you know, all those kind of different derogatory terms. So, and, and we've discussed this on a podcast, anime very much lends itself to those people who feel other mm. uh, in that sense. But yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that, you know, you had a smooth road and that, you know, you were able to express yourself to your friends and family regarding anime. Because even me, like sometimes I think it was only in the last maybe what, seven, five to seven years that I've started openly talking about anime to people wow. that I didn't know, like strangers. Yeah. Like my friends and brothers would know, um, mm. and then obviously my co-host. I met him uni, so he he um, was, um, that kind of uni contingent we knew. But 
you wouldn't talk to about to girls or you wouldn't talk to about especially not even at work or anything mm. like that because there's a lot of um association with anime and hentai yeah um and it's really annoying because they think you watch hentai mm. when they're completely two different things but i get it they're both very much stylized the same way yeah but yeah um but no, thank you very much for that. So, what you, um, you said you're reading loads of different things. Of course, you are, a, I believe, a One Piece um, fanboy as well, if I'm correct yeah, in saying that. Yeah, definitely. Yes, he is. A, we've brought another, <laughs> listeners, we've brought another member <laughs> from another church to the world. <laughs> He's come to preach to our congregation about our leader, Oda. <laughs> nah, joking. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't, I know sometimes our listeners get a, a bit annoyed about us speaking so much about One Piece, but um, it's the greatest anime of all time, yeah, people. But, much. you know, I'll, yeah, I, I'll, I'll leave it there before. Uh, <laughs> um, in terms of what you, other than One Piece, what are you currently watching at the moment? What do you think people should, or what are you excited for given the new fall announcement? With um like yeah, I know Mob Psycho three is coming out. My hero, what are you excited about that's coming out in the next few months? Um, like you said, um, Mob Psycho. Um, mm. uh, I'll, I'll likely watch Bleach when it when it when it yeah. does when it does release. I wasn't I, I was never the biggest Bleach fan. Sure, but um, yeah. I definitely will be watching that. Um, I finished um JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, mm-hmm. um, season two. Um, mm-hmm. Not long ago as well, but in terms of, of of what I'm watching, I'm not actually watching very much at the moment. Oh, okay, I'm reading. I'm I've, I've, I've been reading a lot, but I've been very picky yeah. about what I watch these days. You have um, to be. You have to be. That's just, too much. Just simply because there's just too much choice, and yeah. it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. It's extremely time consuming. So it's like there's loads of stuff that I started that I haven't finished, and the stuff that I want to go <laughs> back to, and you know. Like you stop watching a show for a couple of months and then you look back and then you realize, wow, I haven't actually watched, I didn't actually finish it. And I stopped watching it in 2017. Like just time, time just <laughs> flies. So yeah, in terms of, in terms of what I'm looking forward to, I think Mob Psycho definitely. I was always a big fan yes. of, of, of the series. I'm a big One Punch fan, One Punch Man fan as well. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, JJK um, I know we haven't gotten too much information about when the next season is dropping um, mm. and what it's actually going to include in the next season but I'd definitely be looking forward to that Chainsaw Man yep. um, I'll definitely be watching that 100% I, I'd read it already and it's it was good enough for me to want to watch it even after reading it Mm, okay okay i haven't i haven't read i'm your solos the manga reading uh, out of the two of us so <laughs> oh you don't, you don't, don't read manga read, at all i barely read it i ain't got time man you read one piece <laughs> i don't read one piece really <laughs> i don't read one piece i wow. know it's shocking wow shocking shocking indeed i know i get slated for it all the time but <laughs> I don't read. I I I I'm going to I'm going to start it though because I do I do think it's one of the greatest stories ever told. The foreshadowing, the intricacies. Mm. So I do want to start it again from chapter one. I think I can blitz for it for in a year, mm. from one to one one thousand whatever it is on now. But yeah, between work, watching anime, 
um, editing, podcasting, just just it's not, just it's not easy. Lot, man. It's not easy. It's not Things easy. Very time it's consuming. not easy. Very very time consuming. And speaking of podcasting, um, how did Four Eyes Academia come about um, regarding your podcast? Um, so Four Eyes is a is, it's a funny one. Um, uh, we were just in like a, a group chat, literally. Okay. Where we used to just talk about anime and all stuff and just regular stuff anime and regular stuff for a long time mm. and um there was like a there was a bit of like a a podcast boom maybe around the time maybe around 2016-17 when mm. podcasts became a lot more popular um there was a lot more going on um and we just thought you know what why don't we just start a podcast mm. it was just like on a whim there was no real yeah. um you know thought process behind it we just like oh yeah okay we bought some equipment um i can't even remember what our first episode was about it was that long ago <laughs> but we literally just started talking um we were talking for about two hours recording nice. it we pretty much forgot that the mic was running and that was that and then it just became a thing where we'd record um, anytime we'd meet up or before we went out somewhere and we'd just record. Um, and it was it was quite interesting because mm. we have some, some of the cast who like anime and some that like gaming predominantly more. Um, and so everyone has a, a, an interest in both to some extent but there's always some people that lean towards one side more than the other. So you get an interesting dynamic yeah. of people who are a bit more inquisitive about certain things and people who are a lot more vocal in certain subjects and certain topics. Okay, fair enough. No, no, that, um, thank you so much for divulging that. I just looked at my phone on the podcast directory just to see your first episode and it was called Ash is Whack. Yes, yes, So yes, yes. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that was it. Oh gosh, an hour and a half on Ash's work. Yeah, yeah. I think that was an hour and a half edit. I think we were, oh, wow. we were speaking okay. for a lot longer than that, but yeah, it was, <laughs> was interesting. And it was like when you first, as you you'd know yourself, when you first start a podcast, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that you might not take into account. Like mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. take into account things like um, having to fill in the 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 quiet space and asking moving on from topics and then yes. there's editing as well which can be very laborious mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. making making thumbnails posting on socials it all seems very mm-hmm. very easy on the surface of yeah. things obviously nowadays there's there's a lot of tools and and help you can have through apps and programs mm-hmm. but i remember initially it was very difficult it was very very difficult to do so no, I mean, you're right. It still is. Unless it's your yeah. full-time job, it's very, very difficult. Like, I'm, um, cause the way our agreement, my, me and my coach, cause my coach just, um, cause he's got, um, he's got, um, uh, things of his own to do. So, you know, he just comes and he does the, um, uh, he, he comes and does the podcast. But for me personally, it's just, it's doing the editing. Mm. It's doing the thumbnails. Mm. It's doing the socials. It's interacting with the um, our audiences, who I love, the super lights. Mm. There's a lot of stuff, you know, 
as on top of that i need to also excel at my day job you know so it's it's a lot man i'm not gonna lie it's a lot um it's very tiring and if you don't love this you're easily going to um stop or quit because it's not it's not for the faint-hearted it starts and and we said this on the podcast you know the average podcast um shelf life is seven days yeah um and it's called pod fade because you know you're excited but then you think you're just talking but it's a lot and you you know you could just put something out there and just hey this is it but if you want it to be good like yours mm. i've listened to a number of your episodes very well edited um nice flow between conversations um very funny as well like those things will keep people coming back and back again 100%. as opposed to like you mentioned the long the long um quietness or the long you know silences as it were the lots of ums and ahs i know that's something mm. I, I struggle with but you know all these different things and i'm not saying you cut all the ums because then it sounds like a robot but mm. you know what i'm saying it has to sound organic so there's a lot that goes into it i'm yeah. always as well as just learning about my day job learning about podcasting watching anime i'm also reading i'm sorry i'm I'm just learning about podcasting as well, trying mm. to stay on top of the industry. So yeah, it's a lot. Sorry, I've, yeah. I no, 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 it makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, and even in in our industry as well. So where you have anime and gaming and whatever, especially with anime, keeping on mm. top of current anime is a very, very difficult Ooh. task, and that's a difficult mm-hmm. task without having a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So obviously, ideally, you'd li- you'd like to try and appeal to everyone. But the chances of you being able to keep up with even a fraction of what's going on with the latest releases is going to be mm. very it's, it's very low it's very difficult to do so um i've always believed in trying to make things as simple as possible because mm. you know the simple things will always get done for the most part absolutely the, the more the more complicated and laborious tasks but yeah it's it's not easy it's not what it's not just it's not just talking that's that's for no sure. no it's not just that's talking. Sure. definitely not yeah. definitely not um so you, um i think one thing i i know we t- talked about nintendo what is your favorite nintendo game of all time Oof. since conception since or if, conception. if if that's too difficult what's your top five? Oh yeah i could probably do a top five even though i'm yeah. I'm gonna be heartbreaking. I'm gonna be heartbroken. So this top top five Nintendo games or sorry, is this top five Nintendo games or is this my games uh, top five games in general? No, top five Nintendo games. Oh, Nintendo or you games. can do both if you want. Or, but if, um, okay, if, if it was Nintendo games, yeah, um, Nintendo games. My number one would be The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'd put that there. Um, Another one I'd put is probably Super Mario Galaxy. Mm, okay. um, I would, that was a great game. Yeah, I, I, I remember the one on the, on the Wii. Yeah. On the Wii. Yeah, 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 the one on the Wii. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing the whole twenty-four hours, not sleeping. Yeah, one, yeah sorry, what, go on. What a game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, numbers. Another one would be Super Smash Bros. Um, Melee. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. On the yeah, GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the next one would probably be I'm trying to I'm trying not to think too hard because it will it will bother me long term. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of what comes to my head. Um I'd probably say 
This one is probably one that would be removed if I was to give myself more time, but Pokemon Ruby. Okay. I really, really love that game. Um, and then the final title, I'd probably say... Um, oof, this is a hard one. Mario Kart DS. <laughs> Oh, really interesting. Okay. Mario Kart DS, yeah. Mario Kart DS, yeah. fair enough. Take fair that enough. all with a pinch of salt, and I'll probably get Yeah, flames. yeah, of course, I'll, I'll of course. If it changes, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I, hear I know, that. I I know that. I've I forgotten that. some important I'll stuff. I'll put you on the spot, so I apologise <laughs> about that. I'll put you on the spot. Um, I, yeah, no, no, again, it's all subjective. For me, uh, Mario Kart 64 is the best Mario Kart, only because, Great, like okay. you mentioned earlier, simply. Yeah. It's just simple. There's not all these added weapons. It was just, there was a finite amount of weapons, eight characters, let's go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, they had to evolve it and so on and so forth. But, mm. yeah, that's for me. And I think if I had to right now, again, on top of my, um, on the spot for me, mm even though I thought of the question. <laughs> um, GoldenEye, I want, this is in no order, but GoldenEye, yeah. you know what? I did love Perfect Dark, but I don't know if that's going to make my top five. So GoldenEye, yeah. Mario Kart 64, yeah. uh, ISS just because back then. Ooh, ISS which one? 64? I don't know. ISS Pro, uh, which one? Was it 64? I can't remember. Well, what console was it on? It was on a 64. Oh, that's ISS. ISS. 64. Oh my Is god, that was, an, that was an incredible game. In fact, yeah, that yeah, was one yeah, of the yeah, first yeah. games I got. Was, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It had that really, yeah. really good um, uh, menu menu theme. Yes, yes, a really, yes, really yes, good yes. one. <laughs> uh, for listeners around the world listening, ISS we mean International Superstar Soccer. Yeah. Um, so Which yeah, later that went was on a, to be Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that game was an amazing. I mean, yeah. you could shoot from anywhere and score, exactly, but still. Yeah, <laughs> so that's three um four mario party uh, i have great memories yeah. of playing mario party as a kid um i need a fighting game in there maybe i'll go with um should i go with street fire or killer instincts no i'll go with killer instincts right right killer instincts that, that was, was amazing game. yeah that was a very good cool game. <laughs> um and then speaking of games like so as i mentioned um, um in the beginning you know what um as part of black history month you know we're looking to uh, celebrate just diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed, because I know there's, and I, what we won't do in this episode, because we've done this, um, and I've heard you guys do it. I'll link to the Four Eyes Academia uh, podcast episode where they do their Black History Month episode, um, and I'll link ours as well in terms of what we've done as, as it relates to anime um, and representation. But one thing I would like your opinion on is because again I've come up, I've kind of lost I'm not lost but I've come up, I've come out of gaming um haven't don't really not I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore gamer anymore but is there much games or RPGs where there is a representation of people of color because I did a quick research and by mind you this was like ten minutes and there was only a handful of games if that that I saw other than Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto where there was a protagonist who was a person of colour or a black person as it were. So from <laughs> your experience, is there? Not really. Um, mm, that's if, what I was if, thinking. If we're, if we're being honest, not really. Um, I I have quite an interest in a lot of games, um, even mm-hmm. games I don't play. And it's crazy that when I think of black characters in gaming, there's 
not many names that come to hand. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when it's uh, like a single player or a campaign. So, for example, um, <laughs> it sounds embarrassing to say, but like 50 Cent in 50 Cent Bulletproof, <laughs> right? Or yeah. you've got like... Um, um, you did have Def Jam. You got um, Def Jam Vendetta and Fight Vendetta, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you had that, yeah. But that's not really an RPG, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you've got, um, I think, I think Crackdown, is it Crackdown 3? Um, okay. That's got, um, what's his name from My Wife and Kids? The big guy. Damon Wayans? No, no, no. Oh, um, what's uh, his name? What's not Terry Crews? Yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's Terry Crews. It is Terry Crews. Oh, is it Terry Crews? Terry okay, Cruise, fine. Yeah. So it's Terry Crews playing the lead. Um, some fighting games do have black characters. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But for the most part, you won't really, I don't really see black characters on the front cover. There's a new game, um, Forsaken. I may be wrong. But I'm sure the uh, the lead, the main character, is a black woman, which is quite interesting. Mm. But it's very far and few between. You know, it's not very common at all. RPGs, almost unheard of to to have mm. a, a lead a lead black character. In all honesty, fair enough. They're mostly made in Japan. Um, yeah, and, but you know, there's still. there's an element of the, yeah, there's an element of them wanting to represent themselves. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't think of a, a, an RPG with a black lead character off the top of my head. And 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 you're right. And I think what I, the only thing I push back on is when you said there's an element of representing. I used to think that as well. I used to think, well, if anime is created in Japan, then of course they're gonna draw people who look like them, which is fine, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then you also have anime where they're drawing caucasians yeah um a lot of the time yeah so and in the games as well yeah um so and then and and this isn't a, a pity as a because the one thing i don't like is all you know uh, pity pity me pity pin all that no yeah. we're not trying to complain about it no we're just more so that there's a lot of money we said this a lot in our podcast there's a lot of money diversity Mm. Uh, there's a lot of money in representation. There's a lot. Of, there's also a lot of um, experience, and as re- regards to exploring different cultures. Mm. Now, you um, all all RPGs are not made in Japan. There's obviously other Western game production studios as well, who could also who who do also make these games, yeah. um, and could you know choose to use another person of color, whether it be a black person, an Asian person. A Latino, whatever, could as opposed to just your typical quote unquote white main character, um, as it were. Yeah. So I, I, I personally, and I've said this before in the podcast again, it's just, and I would love to hear your, um, your view on this. It might be that it's rather than it just being an issue with the gaming industry, or not the gaming industry, an issue with the game. It's more so an issue with the back end, the representation within the gaming industry. Perhaps there's not enough black or people of color within those industries when you know you're talking about whether it be the modeling in terms of modeling the characters whether it be writing the scripts or the all the things that it takes to make a game there's a lot that goes into making games yeah. you see in the credits and so on and so forth perhaps there's representation representation lacking there and therefore that representation then is essentially subsequently lacking on the actual screen as it were what do you think of that or am i wrong no i i I totally agree. Um, when you look at 
when you look at a lot of game studios and the people that work for them, mm. let's be honest, the majority of them are white and male. It's just mm. one of those things. Um, why that is, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but my, I think, I think my major gripe is there's a lot of games and there's a lot of anime. Well, let's stick to games at this point. But there's a lot of games where they have poor representation of black people. So it's not just that it's not there. When it's mm-hmm. there, it's it's often really, really bad, like egregiously bad, to the point of you know caricature status. Mm. You look at a lot of games where you have customizable characters and you either get very very strange skin options or very very strange <laughs> hair options hair options yeah um, <laughs> you know just it's and it's it's one of those things where any black person could tell you you only need a single black person in there to tell you that that's not right or mm. this could be improved and for that not to happen just makes me think that there's not not, not, not the fact that there's no black people because we know there's black people working in the game industry mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. no there's not enough black people in positions of importance to mm. the point where they can make you know some of these major decisions or interject and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. offer suggestions and corrections because even a game as big as Elden Ring a game with a budget like Elden Ring, massive game, literally got mm. everything in it, still mm. has poor options at creating black characters. It's laugh. It's abysmal, to be honest. It's abysmal. <laughs> it's abysmal. I get it. Yeah. There's not that many black people in Japan, but come on, you're mm-hmm. a massive company. If you're going to make something like character customization, which for the most part is decent, mm-hmm. at least have some sort of black representation it makes no sense why why mm. it's not there just certain things and these companies don't let them fool you they they might act like it's really expensive it's it's within it's well be within their budget well within their budget to do so um yeah i i, I absolutely agree yeah absolutely agree um i think yeah i think the the they're because to say that there's not enough talent is, I think, is an excuse. Mm. I think there is definitely the talent. It's I know it's a hard industry to get into. I'm not just saying, and I've always said this, I'm not really a big proponent of, and it happens, and I get it, that's fine. Um, but I'm not a big proponent of just positive, positive discrimination mm. and just hiring someone because of their color or because they're black we just hire them just you know fill the quota no i think what you said is very important as well uh positions or the decision makers people who are who are in the so-called boardroom where you know as as um they can interject and say come on guys like honestly this is not something that is um represent um is not representative representative of the way we are the way we look Mm. the way um we play or so on and so forth so i completely agree there definitely needs to be a shift in terms of how they recruit um people into the gaming industry because they're definitely the talent um it's not a case where there isn't they're definitely the talent but yeah no i absolutely agree and i think you know future games i would love to see in the future i would love to see 
an RPG with the blockbuster budget, like your Elden mm. Rings, like your, I don't know, Last of Us, so on and so forth, mm. where you have black characters playing the, the main protagonist, yeah, as it yeah. were. I've, I've always said, yeah, even though, even though there's a there's an element of it being maybe considered a bit out of touch, it could be interesting to see an RPG in a typical black setting. So whether it's mm. an whether it's an RPG, let's say for example, an RPG based in central London. Oi. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With a black lead where there's, you know, um some sort of <laughs> it, it sounds rude, but obviously you could you can come up with a more politically correct version of the title, but where I don't know, gangs instead of factions. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, or you could have an RPG based in Africa, for example, somewhere let's mm-hmm, say in South mm-hmm. Africa. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be any different from the traditional RPG, but just it would give a, a brand new and a fresh element where the story might be different. The story might be something mm-hmm. that could be. Uh, linked to things that are actually happening you know poverty maybe maybe mm-hmm. people trying to rescue mm-hmm. themselves from you know the politicians and, and whatnot things there's there's, there's ways there's, there's a lot there's, there's ways a lot to, inter- to yeah. integrate black people into rpgs because it's a very good point you made you just don't see it you just don't see it maybe mm. on, on a one-off chance you might see um one character i know um one of the in um, Fire Emblem's Three Houses, one of the leaders of the Three Houses, I can't remember his name now, he's a black man. Um, mm. But I feel like they just needs to be more. There just needs to be more. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and yeah, you're right. There's so many. Like, Africa is an untapped continent mm. uh, in so many ways, even in stories. Like, exactly. The, the, there's so much political power and this you could definitely make it there's so many stories you could do to make a game in there um but yeah what's what's even more interesting like you said about the stories is that there's current stories but there's also you know the traditional stories Mm. um you know nigerian culture has loads south african culture Mm -hmm. has loads kenyan culture has loads of stories going back to Mm -hmm. things you know um deities and all sorts that could easily be explored and it's just being completely untapped absolutely i mean i'm going in we could definitely do something with the yeah exactly and the Shanti tribe. exactly like literally it's just yeah there's so much but hey who knows man maybe um one day we can all rally up get, uh, start our own game yeah studio. hopefully but that's how you do it yeah. that's how you do yeah. it like you look at most of the things where representation is there it's people who just started there's um there was something there was a, a video going viral um with Kanye West where you know Sway says um uh, Kanye West says Sway you don't have the answers mm. when Sway says why don't you just do it yourself mm. in terms of like your clothing and, and it's like you don't have the answers Sway yeah. and then 10 years later he does it himself he starts um, uh, a shoe line which is worth billions now mm. And the, the interview was like, so Sway did have the answers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, it does take a lot of capital in terms of, you know, starting these things and doing these things. Yeah. But, you know, it maybe it just needs someone to, you know, start that yeah, um, gaming within. studio. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
All right, cool. Um, so perhaps um, taking it back from more of a, a serious issue. So yeah, taking it back from more of a serious topic to a more, I guess, lighter topic as it were. Um, if you could add one or two anime characters from new gen anime, new gen anime, post 2010 mm. to Super Smash Bros, who would it be? Oh, post 2010. That's an interesting yeah. one. Um... Right, two Super Smash Bros. Right, this is quite yeah. interesting. Um, I'd probably say, I'm trying to think of someone fresh and unique. Um, mob. Oh, okay. He'd be think, like a Ness character, isn't it? I think he'd be like a Ness kind of yeah. Lucas-esque kind yeah. of character. Mm. And I think the other one would be Eren. Interesting. I think it, okay. I think it would be Eren. I think he's got enough that's unique about him to create uh, an interesting moveset. He'd have mm. he has a transformation mm-hmm. like some of the mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. In, this, in in the cast do. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his base form, which you know, using well, I can't remember what they're called now, but using yeah the maneuver the man- gear, yeah, yeah, maneuver yeah. gear and and the swords and whatnot. He could have a decent moveset, so I, I mm. yeah, I, I could I could totally see someone like him in that kind of game. No, no, no. I that's fair enough. Uh, that's fair who, enough. Who he has a projectile. I I thought of this one because I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I I mean this is a tough one as well but as what came to mind I did like you I didn't want to think of it too much mm. but um, the fact the fact that the anime is okay I, I, I'm trying to trigger people here but the anime is it's not trash but <laughs> I mean I watch it just because I, it's, it's beautiful trash in the sense where um, if I haven't got any if, if if I just needed an easy watch, I don't want to watch um, the dub. Um, so I don't want to read the subs. I just watch this on Netflix. It is of course Seven Deadly Sins. Right. Um, and I would choose Escanor. Escanor. I think. Yeah. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting think, pick over Meliodas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a more interesting. Actually, then again, Meliodas has, has got power ups and. I feel yeah, I'll still go with Escanor. I'll still go with yeah, Escanor. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then my next one will be Akakame from Akakame Gadil. Oh, Just because uh, okay. uh, the sword fighting. Yeah. Um, she'll be like an Ike or a Marth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Cool. Um, sorry, go on. No, no, those, those are good choices. Definitely. What's an anime that you think everyone is sleeping on but needs to watch? Hmm... Now this is a tough one because mm. um, if we're talking about generally, so everything out of everything I've ever watched that people aren't watching, or something that's a bit more current, I think I've, I think I have two different answers. Okay, give both. I'm happy for you to give both. So if there's an anime, um, I feel people have completely missed and slept on. Um, I'd say the recent past it is um, 
Recent so, past. I've never heard of that. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. That's, that's no. I'm, oh. I'm thinking <laughs> from the recent. I was writing down. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Death Parade. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Death Parade. Death, I'm writing Death that down. Death Parade. Okay. I think it's amazing. Um, I think it's and that's an anime that people can watch, not just the manga. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure it actually okay, has a manga. Perfect. It's 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 very short. Okay, perfect. Nice, I like but that. It's, it's, it's very unique and very interesting. And it's okay. one of the few anime shorts where I think back and it actually has, like, I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about it all the time. Just, oh, oh that show was really, really good. Another one from okay. around that same time was actually Zankyo no Terra. So, nope, so Terra, it's called Terror and Resonance in English. Oh, that's on Netflix. I've. Yeah. I've <laughs> I've what's it called actually? I've um I've watched list that, but I haven't come around to it. Yeah, okay, that's, terror. that's another that's a good another good one. What's it called? Terror in Terror in Resonance. Resonance, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I need to. Okay, now that you said that, it goes yeah. on. It'll go near the top of my list to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, perfect. Uh, but if I'm talking about from something from, um, something current, I think I'd probably say what people sleep on. See, it's hard to gauge, but mm. I think what people are, are really watching. But I'd probably say people are sleeping on Bucky. Oh yes. So for sure. The the entire Bucky's amazing. The, the entire new Bucky series. Um I know there's meant to be one coming out soon. Another another series coming out soon. But just the just the recent from the remake begets mm. from when the remake began on Netflix um, mm. till now. I feel people are just sleeping on it. Yes, fair enough. It doesn't have the best storyline in the world. Nah, we know well, you're that. not there That's for not that. what we watch yeah. it for. Exactly. But just in terms of like the sheer audacity and ridiculousness of the show itself, it's just a mm. really fun watch. That's the Absolutely. best. That's, that's the best way I think I can describe it. It's a fun watch. It's easy for most people. So I, I feel like it would resonate quite well with people who used to watch anime a long time ago but completely stopped. Mm. I feel like they might have a bit of an interest in Bucky. They could resonate with it quite quite a bit. So those I think those ones I'd pick. No, no, those are great picks. Um, I'm definitely going to defray the set of shorts, so perfect. Yeah. Can watch that. And then Terran Resonance, I had that, I had book, um, watch listed or bookmarked it in Netflix. Mm. So I will definitely watch that. Netflix actually have quite a good Yeah, it's not bad now. It's not bad now at all. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Oh, man, it's just, <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. It's too much anime. Um, <laughs> but thank you so, so much, no, Chris, probably. for coming on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Again, Four Eyes Academia. Um, is there anywhere else that they can find you? What's your socials, if you don't mind plugging um, it? Just so, so essentially, it's, it's Four Eyes Academia on everything. So okay. on on TikTok, on on YouTube, on Instagram. Mm. Um, we'll be putting out some new stuff soon. Um, so, nice. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, a bit of a, a yeah. It was on a bit podcast. of a break, but there'll, there'll be there'll be stuff coming out soon, very soon. So awesome. Yeah, go and def- te- go and definitely check them out. They're so funny. Thank you. Um, and if you wanna 
um beyond because we had people asking us about gaming and whilst we slightly touch on it that's not really our our specific expertise if you want to really you know hear about gaming they're definitely the place to go to you can definitely geek out with them in terms of all the different types of games and so on and so forth so yeah definitely go and check them out four as in the figure four eyes academia and yeah chris thank you so much it's been a pleasure we really no problem thanks a lot for having us